rainbow angels are coming in tonight. Praise the Lord. The, the rainbow glory. I think you're going to see this revealed in the message I have tonight. Praise God. If you would like to take your Bibles, we'll, we'll launch in just a few minutes from the book of Revelation. Really easy to find in your Bible if you've never looked it up before. Just go to the back of the book. <laughs> Revelation 4. And we'll start there in just a minute. We've been having such a wonderful time here at Glory Bound. And we really love, uh, uh, you know, Pastors Wyatt and Claudia and Mary. We go back many years and we've had uh, many, many wonderful times together in the spirit. Praise God. Let me go ahead and mark my Bible as well. That will be the book of Revelation. And that's going to be uh, chapter 4. We also want to say hello to everybody watching on the internet. As we know with the various social media platforms that this literally goes around the world. And we couldn't be happier that the message of Jesus is being taken to the nations. Can you say yes? Amen. Praise the Lord. There's a product table on the back available after the service. That when you think about what it says in Proverbs, it says buy wisdom. Buy it. See, we, we buy hamburgers, which I like. Uh, we buy steaks. We buy, we buy some things, but there's other things you need to buy to invest into your life for your well-being. And so you can actually buy wisdom. Did you know that? But sometimes you have to have a little expenditure, but the outcome of that will be that you go to a new level. Can you say yes? yes. Can you imagine going to a new level for $12? Isn't that a good deal? How, how about that? Now, I did a teaching some time back. Um, this is over... I think like 177 scriptures, they're all on the subject of God's prosperity for your life. And it's accompanied by a classical pianist who played the piano, and uh, she's very good. And it's like soaking music. Hallelujah. It's called Prosperity Spa. Oh, we decided not to do one called Poverty Spa. We decided they wouldn't show up to the spa. <laughs> we would like to invite you soak in poverty. No, I'd rather soak in prosperity, praise God. Uh, this will help you. This will help you. Can you say yes? Who wants to get into a prosperity spa? God bless you, my dear brother. Man of God, all the way from Laredo, Texas. We're glad you're here tonight. Amen. This book is, is a lot of fun. It's called Manifesting the Blessings of God. I wrote the book to permanently end your days of window shopping. Okay. Looking and a hoping and a wishing. Mm -hmm. Sure looks nice. Sure wish I could go in there and buy some. Mm -hmm. Not just material things, but things of the spirit. Knowing that certain things belong to you, but just a, just like, God, I wish I could get the access. Well, this book will tell you how to go in. It's called Manifesting. Not just talking about the blessings of God. Manifesting them in your life. Who wants to see real evidence? Real evidence is how you get into it. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe in this year, 2019, there needs to be some kind of manifestation of at least one significant thing. When the year is complete, you look back and you say, you know, I maybe didn't do 150 things, but I did one thing because I released my faith, I followed biblical principles, and there it is before the year's out. Hallelujah. You can even point to others and say, there it is. Hallelujah. Make them righteously envy. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Some things are very, very good witnessing tools. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the world out there. They're not spiritual. They need proofs and evidences of what you proclaim as being true. They need to see it working in your life. 
and it's going to happen. Praise God. So you can buy wisdom. That Those products are back there. Develop your own spiritual library. I have a library at my home. I have a library in my ministry office. Whenever there's something that I need to refresh or go deeper, I have certain books. I've got books on my shelves that are over 100 years old. And if there's something I know I need to tap into, remember, there's specialists in the body of Christ. I know right where to go. I know the road. I know how far down it is. I can grab it, dig into it. Why try to reinvent the wheel? Right? Praise God. By wisdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's available on the product table after the service. Okay, did you have the time to get over to Revelation chapter 4? Ooh, thank you, Jesus. All right. Heavenly Father, we ask tonight that as we go into your word, there be illumination. The light be turned on real bright. And something click, and we say, I got it. I see it. Now, we thank you, Father. That's the way your spirit works. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. For the person next to you, the light's coming on. Mm -hmm. It's room for more illumination. Well, Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Okay, seven spirits of God burning is like these seven blazing lamps before the throne of God. Okay, so the deity... The Father, the Son, whose name is Jesus, and the Spirit, as we know, the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit, but He's so magnanimous, so wonderful, that He's best described through seven primary attributes. That's why you read in the Bible about the seven. Say seven. seven. The seven spirits of God. The seven spirits of God before the throne of God. I felt led of the Spirit tonight to talk about the seven spirits of God. Now, Revelation chapter 3, just turn back to the left. Revelation 3, verse 1. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God. Jesus had and still has the seven spirits of God. Revelation 1. Turn to the left a little bit more. Revelation 1, verse 4. John to the seven churches. You ever notice God likes to number seven? Yeah. Okay. To the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And how about this? Or how about a greeting from the seven spirits who are before his throne? I believe you're going to have an encounter with the seven spirits of God. Mm. Mm. let that soak into your spiritual bones for a moment. Have an encounter with the seven spirits of God. It's a life-changing experience. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. Now, remember, when you read it, particularly through the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, you don't have to turn there, right around verse 14, Jesus comes out of the wilderness experience. He's triumphed over the, the great temptations of the enemy. And the enemy unloaded Every sneaky, diabolical plan that he's taken down humanity through the centuries past, he unloads it on the Son of Man, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So Jesus has conquered in that area over temptation, comes out of the desert. It says, in the power of the Spirit. Okay, so Jesus, all the way up until he was 30, was just like a normal, good Jewish man. Had a good job. 
uh, had a good, clean life, following the law, and living, of course, as we know, a sinless life. But something radically happened to him right around the age of 30 mm -hmm. when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and it launched him into the largest ministry in the nation. You have to understand, he wasn't the only prophet. Okay, but he has the largest ministry, and he also has the message, and he, he's also sent by God. So it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Don't think for a moment that if Jesus needed it, that somehow you don't need it. You catch that? You need what empowered him. Say yes. Thank you, Lord. You cannot. You cannot come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. If the forces that worked in Jesus are not working in you. Did you catch that? Yes. You cannot come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. If the forces that worked in Jesus, the seven spirits of God, are not working in your life. Amen. Say they're going to work in my life. Amen. Say all seven of them are welcome in my life. Let's talk about this tonight. Isaiah chapter 11 actually outlines with clear identification exactly the seven spirits of the Lord. Ooh, Jesus, we give you praise. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it from verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. When Jesus came on the scene, the last thing you would expect is this rod to come forth now. Why? The Davidic dynasty is wiped out. There is no throne of David that we can see anywhere. Guess who's ruling over what we knew as the Holy Land at that time? Rome. That's why when you visit Israel, you get the, this weird feeling. Why, although I'm in the Middle East walking around in Israel, why do I feel like I'm in Europe? Rome. Rome. They brought their architecture. They brought their culture. They were greatly influenced by the Greeks. And you see that through the structures that they, they built and things like that. And so Jesus is going to come on the scene when it looked like it was least possible. Why? The house of David was like a stump just cut down. Nothing left of it. No majestic dynasty to be seen anywhere. Mm, Lord, we give you praise. But you had this sweet little couple, Joseph and Mary, both descendants from the house of David. If you look at the life of Mary... She descended from David through his son, Solomon. Joseph, though, remember, remember, David had multiple sons. So Mary's coming down the line of Solomon, but Joseph is coming down the line of Nathan. But they're both descendants of David. So Christ was born in that Davidic line. It says, he shall uh, come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Jesse being a relation of, of just a term referring to the house of David. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. So when it looked like it was least possible, that's when God brought Jesus forth into the earth through a virgin. Isn't it amazing what God can do? Mm, it's not over yet for you. It's just beginning. Pastor Stephen, my life's been chopped down. Chop suey. Yes, but the Spirit of the Lord touch you. And up you go. Up you go, hallelujah. Like Jack and the Beanstalk, hallelujah. You go up quick, hallelujah, with the Spirit of the Lord working in your life. God, we give you praise. Okay, now, verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Think of the seven spirits of the Lord 
as the menorah with the seven flames, but you have the center shaft, right? The center shaft, that's the spirit of the Lord. By the way, today, what is the national symbol for the nation of Israel? It's the menorah. Mm. What does the menorah represent? The seven spirits of the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just say the light's going to come on tonight. And a special understanding. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. So the spirit of the Lord in the center. The spirit of the Lord is very important. The spirit of the Lord is in every single believer. If you belong to Christ, the Spirit of the Lord lives in you. But there's different manifestations of the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord in you is for guidance. The Spirit of the Lord upon you is to function in your career field. Mm. Spirit of the Lord in you. Often called the inner witness or inner guidance from within. Even if you don't know the whole Bible, even if you've only been saved for three days, even if you can't get to a spiritual advisor or counselor, the Spirit of the Lord in you can lead you and guide you from within. Just a knowing, smooth, velvety feeling of knowing yes or a hesitancy, no. I don't know why, but no. Why? Inner guidance. Inner guidance. But He also can come up on you as well. Empowerment to do what God has called you to do. See, only 15% of the church is called into full-time ministry. What about the other 85%? It's still for you. The anointing is still for you. Up on you. Say the Spirit of the Lord. Up on me. See, anointing you to do what God's called you to do. Because you can go places I can't go. You can minister to the people I can't get to. And you also have a career field that God has called you to. The anointing will elevate you to the top when you yield to that anointing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's what it's for. Ooh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Number one, seven spirits of the Lord. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. Number two, we see here in the Bible, the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to discern difference. The difference between good and evil. Okay? The difference between right and wrong. The difference even between a countenance. Good mood, not a good mood. Not a good mood, I don't think I'm going to ask you for a raise right now. Wisdom. The ability to discern difference. Praise the Lord. Okay. And the more you can discern difference, the more you walk in that wisdom, watch what happens. You start making right decisions in life. Wow. You start making right decisions in life. And as you continue to make right decisions over and over and over again, your life gets smooth. Wow. It gets easier. Wow. The reason sometimes people have problems, they made wrong turns. Yeah. They did the wrong thing. As they say, you know, water under the bridge is water you can't get back. And you can look back and they say hindsight's 20, 20. But what if you can make the right decision? Now you, you don't even have to mess with that wrong detour. Start, you, now, now you start moving on the freeway of life. Glory. Wisdom of God. Touching your mind. Touching your understanding. Lord, we give you praise today. Mm. 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 Can, I, can I tell you something about wisdom? Yes. Are you sure you're ready for this? It's Saturday night. I don't want to load something heavy on you tonight. Can I tell you something about wisdom? Yeah. 
All right. God does not decide your wealth. Your decisions decide your wealth. Now let it, let it soak in. God does not decide your wealth. Your decisions decide your wealth. If you make wise decisions, right decisions, that has an impact even upon your financial spectrum of your life. If you make wrong decisions, and if you make them wrong over and over and over again, that's going to bite you sooner or later in your finances. Mm. Hallelujah. Say glory. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom coming, coming upon your mind. You start making right decisions. You recognize difference in people. You recognize difference in people. You recognize that person's my boss. That person is an uh, employee like myself. You don't treat everybody the same. You don't treat the boss like you. The guy that's writing or the gal writing you the paycheck gets a different type of treatment. Well, I treat everybody the same. That's why you're messed up. You don't have wisdom. He's writing your check. That person doesn't, doesn't give you a penny. Yeah, but they're my friend. But you need to discern wisdom. Uh, the difference in people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor Stephen, I treat everybody the same. Oh, you treat everybody just like you treat your spouse? Or do you show your, your spouse special treatment? Can you recognize there's a difference? She's not like everybody else. Well, I just give roses to everybody, Pastor Stephen. Okay, we need to talk. <laughs> She's not going to like that. Amen. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. The ability to recognize difference. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Mm. Spirit of wisdom was so heavy on Moses, he could take his hands and lay hands on Joshua. It was imparted into Joshua. Look, if you're making wrong decisions in your own life, you're going to hurt yourself. If you're making wrong decisions and you're leading five million people, we have a big problem. So what does he need? He needs wisdom. Joshua needs wisdom. It says in Proverbs, above all you're getting, get what? Wisdom. Wisdom. What? Make your life so smooth. Oh, you still have problems. We can deal with problems. We can deal with, you know, things that pop up. But when you're walking in wisdom... Mm, like it's a whole lot easier. Say yes, Lord. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of the Lord. I had a supernatural encounter when I was praying in the bedroom and just uh, really was just on my knees, just like this. And I didn't expect this to happen. Of course, it wouldn't surprise me because I like stuff like this. But I'm praying. Mm, praying, mm, having a good time, mm, and up, up I went. I just my I, my eyes are closed. I'm still in my bedroom, but it was like so, so real. I don't even know physically I went. I maybe even went. See, Paul said when he was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. Paul said I don't even know, but, but he says I was there. I was in the third heaven. Well, I had an experience. I got caught up into the third heaven. And um, uh, was shown around heaven. Uh, we remember, it's a city, so it's gi it's ginormous. It's like going to New York. You can't 
You can't say you've seen it all in New York, even if you spend a couple of days there. Well, heaven is just, it's gigantic. And so I was shown certain areas, wonderful things. But I was introduced there to one of the 24 elders mentioned in the book of Revelation. I'm telling you, this stuff is all real. There's no make-believe. God is not some kind of a jokester. This stuff is all real. Hallelujah. Mm. And I met one of the 24 elders in heaven. And um, uh, he looked at me and said, um, he said, you haven't been sleeping good. I said, well, you're right. I, I haven't. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Maybe just all the travel. Maybe, it, uh, you know, things just keep going on in my life. That I just I couldn't fall asleep. It's no fun to stay up till two o'clock, and you just you know you're tired, but you can't fall asleep. Then you got to turn around and get up early just after that. So this uh, heavenly elder, he had he had a rod in his hand, but it was like a scepter, very very beautiful, and it had a ruby, like a brilliant ruby on the top of it of, of the scepter. And he just took that scepter and he just pushed it into my chest. And just felt so warm and soothing. He said, you're going to sleep real good from now on. I have, I have no sleep problems ever since then. Sleep like a little kitten. Lay down. Go to sleep. I'm talking, just go to sleep. Hallelujah. And he was smiling while he was holding that scepter. And it's just, I felt like he's doing something else, but I didn't quite know what he was up to. Um, you need to have friends or access to those that you can talk to that know spiritual things. Okay. And so I came out of that supernatural encounter, blessed and happy, and I was talking to a prophet in Singapore, and I was telling him about what took place. He got so excited. He said, Brother Stephen, do you understand what you received? I said, well, I received better sleep. He said, you've received the spirit of wisdom. See, Proverbs says, uh, even rubies, putting it at the very highest, the brilliant red ruby, wisdom is above that. He said, you are receiving an impartation of wisdom. And so something began to click into me and began to walk in this. And, you know, you start making right decisions. And you're like, hey, you know, this is kind of fun. Hallelujah. I'm really, really liking this. And so God can create a craving in you for wisdom. And you see the great value of wisdom. You're going to crave it more than a T-bone steak. Hallelujah. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, the spirit of wisdom. Glory to God. You're going to have an encounter, I believe, with the spirit of wisdom. When you look at wisdom, even the, the nine gifts of the spirit that Paul the Apostle mentioned in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which gift out of the nine is listed first? Word of wisdom. Why is it put first? I mean, you've got working of miracles, you've got prophecy, you've got all these awesome gifts. Which one is put first? Word of wisdom. Why? It's the best one. And Paul said, pray for the best gifts. Because mm -hmm. you get one word of wisdom, you can pay your tax bill. Amen. Master, we need to pay our taxes. Jesus has a little discussion with him and unloads a word of wisdom to Peter by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is just not making this up. This, he's getting all this from the Holy Spirit. Peter, we're going to pay the taxes. Good. Uh, uh, and Jesus stops him, basically says, we're going to do it a little bit different. Just grab a fishing pole, go on down and, you know, catch a fish. You don't have to put any bait on the hook. Now, he's talking to a professional fisherman, right? Okay. 
But Peter's seen enough of this to say, I'm not messing with this guy. He's on a different level. Okay, so well, he's, he's floating in the spirit. So he just goes, does it, and catches, catches a fish, corn in the mouth, enough to pay the Lord's tax and his tax. You know, the regular temple tax that everybody's got to pay if you live there. Amazing. One word of wisdom, you pay your tax bill off. One word of wisdom, uh, you know, you just, you get these things from the Lord, and I've had them. I've had the Lord tell me some things, and every single time I've done it, it has always worked. If you get that word, it'll always work. You can't hijack those somebody else's word trying to make it work for you. You have to get your own word. Amen. Wow. Let me see your hand, Kelly. You see the ring? I've been married, me and Kelly married for over a decade, <laughs> and she's still wearing a wedding ring that um, she had bought somewhere before we got married. She no, was like, it was my grandmother's. It was your grandmother's, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> She always corrects me after the service. I'll try to get it right this time before the service. Okay. So, um, okay. okay. Close enough, right? Not really. Okay. All right. You're wearing the grandmother's Not wedding quite. ring. Grandmother's <laughs> wedding ring. Okay. And um, so I, I was getting ready for a New Year's Eve service some years back, and uh, I said, Lord, I need, I need a word for the for the New Year for mm -hmm. the people. Well, He gave me one first for me. How about that? He gave me a word of wisdom. He said, ring in the new year. And boom, of a light hit me. He basically said, go buy your wife the wedding ring she's always wanted. Mm -hmm. And I've never been able to do that. And I've never had, had the money to do that. I told Kelly, I said, Kelly, we're going to go get you the wedding ring. We're going to go to a very nice jeweler. And you just get, you just get anything you want. It's on the Lord. How about that? I mean, how about that when he really, really tells you that? Well, he, he told me that. And so I, I did it. I said, well, Lord, you don't have to twist my arm. I'm on the way. So we went to the jeweler and uh, looking at all the rings. And uh, she saw what she liked, chocolate diamonds by a jeweler that's been in business for over 400 years or something like that. Long family uh, uh, business. Beautiful ring. Bought it for her and drained every single dollar in my account. Drained it dry. I think maybe two dollars left. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just drained it dry because the Lord told me to. And within 10 days, it was filled all the way back up again. He filled it right back up to where it was before. He paid for the ring. Word of wisdom. Why is it listed first? It's the best gift. Mm. I'm just trying to persuade you on the value of God's wisdom. Spirit of wisdom touching you, touching you, touching you. Okay, so I'm getting ready one time to go to Asia. I'm standing, and this is what men do, standing in front of the mirror, shaving in the bathroom. All lathered up, shaving, you know, real, just enjoy myself, very relaxed. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Take off the Timex watch on your wrist. So... He said, take it off. I'm going to give you a Rolex. Oh, oh Lord, that's a good trade. Oh, yes, it's coming off right now. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the Timex. I mean, it, it works, right? Um, but uh, the Lord, yes, yes. Took it off, set it down. And uh, went about my business. And thought, that was cool. Let's see what the Lord does. And get over in Asia, and a man comes up and gives me a beautiful Rolex watch. And there it was. And I, I showed the conference host the blessing that, that God had uh, given me through that, that, that willing vessel. And, uh, I, and I told him, I said, you know, I was shaving, and God told me to take off my Timex, and he'd give me a Rolex. And look at there, God did it. He goes, Brother Stephen, that's so interesting. 
He said some time back, a few months back, I was in the bathroom too when I was shaving. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, take off that Seiko, I'm going to give you a Rolex. And he said, I took it off and look at this right here. <laughs> Say, Jesus, I receive my own word of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. Anytime you are dealing with wisdom, there, that means there's instruction involved. If you obey it, it works. If you don't, you will really shortchange yourself. Mm. This, this stuff is very, very real. This will bring color to your life on a scale you've never seen before. You start to realize with God, all things are possible. Because all it really does take is one word. And suddenly your life is going, uh, you know, you're, you're moving in, in, in your destiny, fast-tracking. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord. Okay. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom. They're, they're, these attributes, these seven distinct manifestations of the Spirit are very beautiful. Let's move now. Spirit of understanding. I love this. What is the Spirit of understanding? It's the Spirit of God coming on you, enabling you to know what to do to bring situations under control. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Spirit-filled neighbor of mine had moved down from New England, moved to North Carolina. Former fire chief over a major metropolitan area. He said, and we talked about these things, and he said, Brother Stephen, I had a time where there was a major, like, industrial fire that broke out with chemicals. Stuff you just can't put out with water. It's, it's a major problem in a big building, and, and so... We had over 100 fire trucks show up, and I'm, I'm in control. I'm the guy leading this whole thing. But he said, the spirit of understanding came on me, and I would just point, you there, you there, you do this, you do that. And he's do, he said, I was doing it with such ease. Wow. And, and it just bringing control into chaos. That's what it will do. Spirit of understanding, enabling you to know what to do to bring situations under control. Hallelujah. Uh, we have a very dear ministry partner in the ministry, and uh, she develops these very high power, super power electrical units. And uh, she works with the, the military, with contracts, government agencies, or, you know, Department of Defense that when they need to really amp up the power, okay, you need a special device, she makes those. But she had a real problem, and she, she called me, and uh, she was telling me about it, and I, I was praying for her, and uh, just trusting God to touch her with the spirit, the spirit of understanding, uh, because the, they were overheating. So she had to put the production and even the release of them on hold to solve a technical problem that nobody could figure out. She's like, God, show me what to do. Show me what to do. And she woke up one morning and was touched by the spirit of understanding. She goes into her business and she says to her team, we're going to do this, 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 this. Do it now. They all did it and boom, everything's flowing. Wow. Wow. Problem fixed. Things wow. flowing out the door. Orders being fulfilled. And you bring in peace. See, it makes you cool under pressure. You can't escape pressure. You can't escape trouble. But you can flow and still operate in it. Spirit of understanding. Say, Lord, touch me with it. Look, all seven, all seven of these were on the Lord. 
All of them are on the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. And you're going to be touched by them as well. Next, we have the spirit of counsel. I love this. I believe every one of you are a candidate for this. Watch this. Spirit of counsel. What is it? It enables you to advise a person in the same manner that God would. What would Jesus say if he could push you out of the way and he stood there and answered that question? He will through you. He won't push you out of the way. He'll let you stand there. He'll step into you and you start talking. And they're like, oh, 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 oh. Um, I've done these conferences before in one part of the nation where uh, the husband has master's degree. Diplomas all over the wall, psychology, counseling, all of that. Does it for full-time living. He's, he, uh, uh, he and his wife host these conferences, but he's got all of this higher learning. He's qualified to minister to people, maybe suicidal, all, he's, he's heard it all. Uh, so he helps them, counsels them, and he has training for that. But the wife, the wife, when she counsels, what is this that flows out of her when she never went to college for it? She just has a high school education, but, but what is it? I'll tell you what it is. He got the diploma. She got the spirit of counsel. It's all over her. Why is it when she talks, I feel like butter got poured all over me. I want to melt into the floor. Everything is wonderful. What? What is that? Spirit of counsel, it will undo a person in a good way. And you just walk out thinking, wow, that, that was awesome. And, and see, people that don't know what it is, they can't put their finger on it, but they're just like, oh, glory, 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 glory. It's, it's so beautiful. Every one of you are a candidate for the spirit of counsel to touch you, to touch you. I had a problem years back. Maybe not a problem, just a... Lack of understanding some things. I was seeking help. I couldn't find it. I felt like those that I inquired of, their answers were sincere, but it wasn't satisfying me. So um, I had an opportunity to speak to one man, a great man of God. I won't say his name, but I can see why. I can see why he's in demand. And I went to his office. My wife went in with me, and we sat down. I began to ask him questions about ministry, uh, certain things that I couldn't, you know, I was trying to, understand certain things about the kingdom and stuff like that and he talked to me his answers were so they were so clear and understandable and helpful that when i walked out of that room 45 minutes later the first thing i did i looked at kelly and i said now i know what it must have been like to stood before king solomon the council coming out of this man was like something from a different world why? It's, it's like Jesus is standing there talking to you through that individual. Mm. And you can't get that from any college. Although there is a place for that training. There is a place for licensing and, and being uh, equipped so you can, you can do things. But there is something about the Spirit, though, that only comes from God. It only comes from Him. Say, Jesus, touch me with your spirit of counsel. Mm. Mm. 
You talk the person down off the bridge. You'll talk the person uh, from pulling out of pulling the trigger. You'll just, it's just, the, it's the Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful. The Spirit of counsel. Lord, we give you praise. Mm. Let's move on. I want to get to something special tonight. Uh, the Spirit of might. The Spirit of might in some ways can also be described as the Spirit of strength. And what the Spirit of might does is that He supplies you with supernatural stamina to complete your life assignment. The plan, the course that God has for you is not a hundred meter sprint. It's a marathon. You need stamina. You need might, supernatural strength. Habakkuk 2.2. Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets so that a courier may run with it. You can know what you're supposed to do. You can see the vision that God has for your life. But if you don't have strength, the spirit of might touching you and empowering you, sometimes you'll just want to throw the towel in. And I've met people who have. They never had an encounter with the spirit of might. And um, they just, they gave up. I've met people that gave up. I've met people that pulled out before the miracle came. They didn't hang in there and trust the Lord for the spirit of might. Praise God. But he is there. To help you, he helped the Lord, and he is there to supply the strength that you need also. Mm, say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm, mm. Spirit of knowledge. The spirit of knowledge, he unveils to you your covenant rights to consistent success. Oh, this is amazing. Again, the spirit of knowledge. He unveils to you your covenant right to consistent success. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit unveils keys, or what I would also call spiritual laws, that are necessary for your success. Glory to God. See, zeal and passion, they're not enough. Even Paul, talking about the Jews in Romans chapter 10, said they have zeal, but it's without knowledge. It's without knowledge. We're talking about the spirit of knowledge. Luke eleven, fifty-two. 52. Jesus, talking to the religious leaders, experts in the Mosaic law, said, you, on purpose, have withheld what? The key of knowledge. Yes. And not only have you held it back from those that don't know the Torah, don't know how to, you know, make sense of it. Not only have you held it back from them, you yourselves have not gone in and used it properly. Wow. So what is the key? It's the key of knowledge. And the Holy Spirit can touch you and give you keys. Keys. We had a morning session here. Now we're having an evening session. Who unlocked the church building for the evening session? Raise your hand. Pastor Claudia. In the back. Pastor Claudia, when you when you got here, did you struggle to get into the church building? Did you did you fast for 40 days to find that, that God would give you access into this realm? How did you get in? Oh, you used the key. This is the reason why some of you are struggling. It's because of something you don't know. And you don't have the key. And the key alleviates your struggles. 
and you don't have to pray and fast to get into your car. Oh, God, let the door open. No, no, take the key. It is your car and stick it in there and open it up and drive it. There's no struggle with the key. The reason that some of you, you're frustrated is you're missing a key of knowledge. You're missing a key of knowledge. But the spirit of knowledge unveils to you your covenant rights and helps you to find the keys you need to experience consistent success in your life. Lord, we give you praise tonight. Tell the person on your left, you can, you can never enjoy what you don't know. Tell the person on the right, say, say that again. Okay, look back to the other side, say, you can never enjoy what you don't know. There's a wonderful restaurant right down the street. Oh, I don't know about it. Well, you can't enjoy it. Let me take you. Let me take you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Key of understanding. Pastor Stephen, I don't understand why I struggle financially. I pray. I pray. I pray and I fast for money. Well, if it works like that, then Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they must be fasting 40 days all the time. Maybe it doesn't work like that. Maybe there's a key that even as an unbeliever, they tapped into. And if you work the key, the key doesn't know if you're an unbeliever or a believer. It doesn't know if you're a man or a woman. All the key knows is unlock, unlock, go in. Somebody's going to get key tonight. Watch. Your struggle will be over. Mm. 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 Ah. Great man of God in Africa in 1983, March 22nd, was praying. God unlocked for me the covenant of prosperity. I don't understand it. He grabbed Kenneth Copeland's books on prosperity and went off on a fast. Just to make sure he didn't miss anything, he grabbed Gloria Copeland's books too. In case the man missed something, he grabbed the woman's teachings too. And he's going over their books, reading their books, and on the third day, light struck him, and a key was given to him. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, my financial plan does not respond to prayer and fasting. Why? Because it's not a promise like the other promises in the Bible. The covenant of prosperity is based on a covenant. What is a covenant? It's a deal, an agreement made between two people with well-defined terms. And until you meet the terms of that covenant, God's not committed. But if you meet the terms of the covenant, you have now obligated him by the integrity of his word to perform it. And trust me, he will. Woo! And that was Bishop Oyedipo that caught that revelation and he screamed, I can never be poor again. 
Now consider the wealthiest pastor in the world. It's not luck. It's not chance. You are working spiritual laws. If you work them, they will work for anybody. If you work them, you'll fly. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, key, uh, key, keys are coming. Keys are coming. What is the financial covenant rooted on? Genesis 8.22. Seed time and harvest shall never fail. Will never cease. Glory to God. Lord, we give you praise tonight. Ooh. Spirit of knowledge. Spirit of knowledge. Keys being given out tonight. Mm. If you work them, you'll fly. We're in 2019. And if you so choose, you can fly out of Albuquerque, catch a connection in San Francisco, and get on an Airbus A380 that weighs 1.3 million pounds when fully loaded with fuel. You can take somebody without knowledge of the laws of aerodynamics and take them out to the tarmac and say, Behold, look at that. That will get up off the ground. If they don't have knowledge, they'll say, That's stupid. That's over a million pounds of metal. There's no way. There's no way. But if you apply the laws, lift and thrust and power, and you pull all of that together, that thing will fly. Mm. Now, here's what's amazing. If you went back to the 1500s, to the medieval ages, the time of knights and castles and all of the wonderful romantic period that it was, if you went back there and you had a runway and could take that plane back in time from 2019 to the 1500s, guess what? It would have flown back then too. Why? It's working on laws. What are the keys? They, they open up spiritual laws. And if you work them, you'll fly. If you don't, life's a struggle. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of knowledge. Spirit of knowledge touching your life. I was I was in um I was in a line praying praying for the sick. I get to, I get to a young man comes stands before me. He says I have real bad stomach problems, real bad stomach problems. They won't go away. They won't go away. So I stand there just for a second. The Holy Spirit says, ask him what he's drinking. The Holy Spirit even told me what he was drinking before he answered. I said, what are you drinking? He goes, well, I just, you know, I just drink normal drinks. I said, let me ask you a question. Are you drinking Red Bull? Oh, oh, yes, I love Red Bull. Are you drinking Monster Energy? Oh, yes, I like the big cans. You know, the real big ones. Are you drinking Rockstar Energy drinks? Oh, those are real good, too. Mm -hmm. Drinking five of these things a day. Mm. Okay. You don't need a healing. I'm going to break your stomach to settle. You don't need a healing. You, you, need, you need word of wisdom. First of all, stop doing that. Then a key of understanding. Understand this stuff is really hurting your body. 
Okay. I'm not saying you got to go out and buy a $2,000 alkaline water machine. I'm just saying stop drinking the energy drinks and your health will be restored unto you. And he did and he was healed. Amen. Keys. Open the door. Solve your problem. Go on. Live life happy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. You can be devoted and have zeal and love the Lord, but yet have areas in your life where you struggle. Why? There's something you don't know. The Lord said, my people perish. Now, now think about it. Think about the grief of God. His own people. How would you feel if you saw your children going under? My people perish. Why? Because of lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge. There's something they don't know that's causing them to get defeated. God's going to give you the key. What will happen? Bye-bye defeat. Hello victory. And it starts getting consistent. And suddenly you're like, Lord, I know you're coming back, but if the rapture's not today, that's okay. I'm happy today. Hallelujah. I've got a lot to do today, Lord. Glory. Why? Why? You're winning. You're winning. Winning's fun, by the way. Amen. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I need the spirit of knowledge. Mm. He's going to touch you with it. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. Thank you, Lord. Last one, number seven. We have the, the fear of the Lord. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. I love this. I love this. What is the spirit of the fear of the Lord? It's the Holy Spirit enabling you to live a clean life and to stay on the path of wisdom. Psalm 19.9. The fear of the Lord is clean. Mm. It's clean. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Get you on that path of wisdom. And you stay on it. Glory to God. Now this is what it says here about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It says his delight. Now this is talking about Jesus. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. See, you're, you're about to get something. Some of you don't know it. You're about to get something tonight. You came out on a Saturday night. God's going to bless you. You're going to go home with a gift. Mm. If you like gifts, raise your hand. Ooh, ooh I better teach fast. Hallelujah. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Okay, you see the word delight? It's not on the screen. You, you, have, it, you have it on your Bible. Listen. Are we able to get that on the screen, Pastor? If not, it's okay. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. You might want to underline the word delight. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. Some of you, you're old school. You've got KJV, King James Version, 1611. Okay. It will there say, he, will, he was made of quick understanding. Okay. In the fear of the Lord. This one is saying, more modern version, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Okay. The word delight in the Hebrew, you know what it means? It means to smell by breathing in and out through your nose. To smell by breathing in and out through your nose. And that's what Jesus did. And because of that, he didn't have to judge by his eyes. He didn't even have to judge by his ears. But he judged rightly. Why? He's operating in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And you can smell what's right. You can smell truth. And you can smell a lie when you get in the spirit. When you're in the fear of the Lord. That spirit of the fear of the Lord comes on you. Mm. Supernatural fragrance begins to happen. 
Some of you heard my story. I was in a meeting overseas one time, and uh, I had finished my sessions. I went and sat down, and somebody, uh, the minister let a speaker come up that I'd never heard of before. Uh, I, I know a lot of the people in the prophetic. I'd never heard of this person before. This person came up, and soon as the person opened their mouth to begin to speak, the fragrance of a skunk just was boom, released. And uh, Kelly looked at me. She said, I smell a skunk. I said, yep, yeah, me too. Now, I don't know what's about to happen, but it is not going to be good. But this, this person began to move in false signs and wonders. Some Christians can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. you, get, you get in the spirit for one moment with the fear of the Lord, you, you'll know. You can smell the difference. Just, and see, the Holy Spirit will protect you. He'll do these things to protect you. Hallelujah. The, the delight. See, Jesus would delight in, in, in the Lord. He would delight in his Father because he can pick it up just through fragrance. What's going on? Hallelujah. Many times in meetings, I begin to get these fragrances by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Why? He, he is showing me what he wants to have happen in the service. Sometimes I, I, I get blasted with nicotine. What is that? Holy Spirit says, time for deliverance. Time for deliverance for cigarettes or anything along those lines. Time for deliverance. Other times I get all kinds of fragrances. I get the happy fragrances too. What? Mm. Mm. Though in the church, my many travels around the church, around, around the world, the body of Christ, what is one of the most amazing fragrances that comes forth with an unmistakable message? It's the fragrance of roses. Why? Jesus, the rose of Sharon. It's the only rose that doesn't have thorns. Mm. And so when you're smelling roses, what's going on? You're, get, you're getting into the presence of the Lord. You're getting into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. What is it? Psalm 45, 8. All of his garments are scented with myrrh and aloes and cassia. They're, they're, all of these fragrances are prophetic. I'm going to pray for you tonight. That the Holy Spirit touch you with the fear of the Lord and that your delight in the Lord through smell open up. How about that? Yes. Glory to God. We get a lot of vanilla in the meetings. Mm -hmm. Pastor Stephen, if I'm smelling vanilla, what's going on? Okay, Vanilla means you're going into the Canaan land. You are possessing your promised land. The land that flows with milk and honey. As evidenced through supernatural fragrance of vanilla. Please stand up. I'd like to ask our, our worship team to come up. Because Holy Spirit wants to touch you. He wants to touch you. This grace is going to really help you. The fear of the Lord is not like you're afraid of God with like, who it's, it's a deep reverence. A worship of the Lord. Where you wouldn't want to do anything to grieve the Holy Spirit. You want to obey the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are you happy tonight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's going to add color to your life. Okay. The wisdom colored red. It's like, it's like the rainbow. It's like the rainbow. The Holy Spirit touching you. The seven spirits of the Lord. Something's beginning to form a fragrance right here. Father, we thank you. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. As I was teaching tonight... Out of the seven, something though was tugging on your heart. You're like, God, oh, this is like a buffet. They're all good. But something, you know what it is. There's one of them that you're like, Lord, they're all delicious. 
They're all wow. But there's one that you're like, Lord, I'm gonna, I, I want that one. Mm -hmm. May you receive impartation tonight. May you receive grace tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Pastor White, I'm just going to let you lead us into a song of worship. Whatever the Holy Spirit would impress upon your heart to lead us into. We're going to worship the Lord for a moment. And just that anointing will come. I believe you're going to receive impartation. I believe that your nose, your spiritual nose will begin to smell in the spirit realm. And this is something that, that's happened in my ministry all over as I minister. People begin to smell fragrances in the spirit realm. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was talking to a, an old man of God one time. Dear man of God. A, a prophet named Dr. Wade Taylor. How many of you heard of Wade Taylor? Came here years back. Um, I said, Wade, what was that revival like? Back in the 1950s that you were involved in where there was an outpouring of the, at the Bible college, an outpouring of the Spirit. I said, uh, what, what, what was it like? Oh, he said, Stephen, it was wonderful. He said, you could stand there in the meeting and it's like somebody was taking gallons and gallons of Chanel number no. 5 and just pouring them into the meeting. And it's just intoxicating and overwhelming. <laughs> Woo! Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So say, Lord, take me in. See, Jesus floating all this, all seven, on him. Mm -hmm. I said, now, Wade, what was that other outpouring like when you were involved in that other outpouring of the Spirit at the, at the other Bible college? He goes, oh, that one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Get ready to receive. Let's worship.
For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.